Hey, I'm Steve Follin. Thanks for downloading. This time, what it's like being freelance for logo designer, the logo geek, Ian Paget. Through social media, I'm not trying to get work. I'm not trying to get inquiries through social media. What I found is it's, it's really good as a way of making clients see that you're active in the community, that you know what you're talking about. So when they do find you, they can see, oh wow, you know, they're, they're, they really know their stuff. They're someone really authoritative in the industry. And, that, and that's why I found it to be really valuable. How you doing? Hope you are well. Hope you've had a cracking summer. If you happen to be listening to this actually as it's released, uh, welcome to season two of Being Freelance, where I get to chat to loads of other freelancers and hear their stories and their experience and what they've been up to. If you're new to it or you need a reminder, beingfreelance.com is the website. Uh, We're also on Twitter and uh, Twitter actually is key to this week's conversation because Ian Padgett is a logo designer, but he's also the logo geek. Um, I, I I might just call you the logo geek. Is that- when I first started, um, I, I, I registered the domain and I mean, it was never really intended to be like a company. It was always just like a, a blog. Um, and I was worried it was going to be cheap and sound cheap. And when I first started, people asking for logos they were only asking for you know really low low end stuff um but i rebranded and started doing my social media and yeah people call me logo geek it's pretty cool here's the thing you have a full-time job and logo geek started as a side project as a hobby and indeed you know it is a, a side freelance project you're not technically full-time being freelance but I'm really impressed with the way you've built up that brand and the following that you have on social media so I'd love to hear about that but um, as I understand it you were doing various projects on the side for friends Um, what made you sort of niche down to logos? There was one project that we started doing which was probably the biggest project I've ever done a sort of game app and it was over the space of uh, four years, and I'll be honest, it was it was exhausting working on one project over over a long, long period of time. So once that finished, I still wanted to sort of take on the occasional project, but I didn't want it to be long term. Um, and that's sort of when it was actually my my partner that said to me, "Ian, you should work on logos. It's something that you're quite good at." So. I thought that sounded like quite a good idea. Um, you know, if you think when a logo project comes in, you probably turn it around in two, three weeks maximum. Um, and that sounded like a good type of project. I could just take them on. I could work through them, finish them. Um, if I wanted a little bit of a break afterwards, I could do that. And then I could take on another one. And, and that worked for me. So obviously I needed clients and, and projects to work on. So... I, I created uh, a website I needed a URL, so I created a, a list of different ideas with uh, anything with logo in the title, and I, I basically sat there online seeing what was available. It took a long time because it felt like almost everything had gone at that point, um, but then uh, I came across logogeek.co.uk. I just registered it at that point. I started building a website. Um, I thought that no one would ever see it at that point. 
But I started telling friends and family about what I was doing. And quite early on, um, I started to get the occasional project. And then that, that sort of when it sort of started to kick off, started to take on projects with friends and family. Uh, I, I didn't charge a lot for the projects at all at that point. It was useful because I was building up a, a small portfolio, which I was putting on my website. Um, so, yeah, my, my website was sat there. Um, I, I'll be honest, the content on there wasn't that great. It had spanning mistakes. Um, I, I, I honestly thought no one was going to go there. But suddenly I started to get emails from people, um, people wanting logos. Uh, I, I really wasn't expecting that. So from that point, obviously, I, I took on the occasional real paid project. And the more I've done, the more I've been able to take on. Um, and when did it go from being a small deal to being a big one? I think when it really got big was when I started with social media. I started with a Facebook account and any of those smaller projects that I took on, the money I would put back into advertising. So I was really focusing a lot on um, Facebook. Um, the numbers were growing. Um, I wasn't really getting any sales from Facebook, but I, I was finding that I quite enjoyed finding resources and sharing out there. And it became, you know, something that I was, I was doing uh, every couple of days, just finding stuff and, and posting it out there. And then one day in my full-time job, there was someone that started working for the company that was very good at social media. And um, they had a few really good uh, tips for uh, Twitter. So I, I decided, okay, I'm going to try what I've been doing on Facebook on Twitter. And yeah, that once I started on Twitter and once I started to understand uh, what I could do with Twitter, the numbers were growing substantially without me needing to invest any money. Um, so I, I put all my focus into Twitter, and through through Twitter, I've I've been able to sort of create myself as a um, an authority in the industry, which has been really cool, and it's been quite an amazing experience over the last um, say two years. But I've gone from uh, I started with very very small growth, you know under under 200 but within two years from that i've got it to nearly 50,000, which i think is just phenomenal and um invited to be um a judge a quite a, a big book in the industry called lego lounge so it's a real honor to be um part of that and i, I would never have been involved with that if i didn't do my work on on facebook and twitter with social media where it's helped is creating me as an authority and I've been invited to blog on things, get involved in different things. Man uh, alive. Now, and yeah. Long story. <laughs> it's, um, it, um, and the thing is, so if, um, just to clarify, you yeah. still have a full-time job with, I still have a full-time job. Yeah. I, I work, um, for a company um, that, that builds e-commerce websites, 
and there are a workers creative director which is uh, is quite a an involved job um it's quite demanding so there are the occasional days when i'm working quite late um so uh when i do take on projects I, i've got a couple on the go at the moment um being at work all day and then coming home and continuing that that can be quite um challenging at times but i i know my limits and 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 how many projects I can take in at a time. Mm. Like if, if I've got one big project on the go, I won't take on any others until I've finished that one and I'm ready to take them all. With my website, I get quite a lot of inquiries, maybe 10, 20 a week, just people emailing me saying how much for a logo or send, asking me for more details. So even replying to them at, at times can, can be quite time <laughs> Yeah, it's really interesting because, you know, you could have easily, if if it were to sound like um, a, a, a passionate side project, really, like something you're interested in. Yeah, absolutely. Almost like yeah. a hobby, but but you took it to the next level. Like you could have yeah, easily yeah, left it, it at just your friends and let it grow that way. It started as a, a hobby. I mean, doing, doing these things for friends, that... Yeah, that was always what I thought it would just be. I I never um, I never thought at any point I want to go freelance. I, I want to do this all the time. I mean, um, I've I've got a full time job, like I said already, and I I like doing that. I like working with other people. Um, I'm I'm not a big fan of just sitting at home and working on my own. So that that was never my plan. But just just through doing something that. I've always sort of seen as a hobby. It's it's quite nice that you can take that one step further and potentially one day go full time freelance and maybe start my own business or something like that. I mean, I, I don't have any plans to do that at the moment, but it's nice to know that I've got the foundations there. Just from a, a hobby in my evenings, I, I'm kind of controlling my um, my career ongoing, which is cool. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, you already have set up that business. It's just that you're limiting the amount of of productivity for it. Yeah, I think you're right. I'm I'm limiting what it could be. Um, The the projects I am taking on are only through um, inbound inquiries. I'm I'm not sort of going out there and looking for work. It's just um, coming to me through... Um, just through the work that I've been doing on my website. I mean, one one of the main things that I do after each project, I make sure that I write blog posts about it. I put a page of content about it on my website. I get testimonials from the clients. So all this sort of stuff, I'm making sure it goes back out there. Um, and, of course, that type of thing is just attracting more. So Within your website, when you were building it up and positioning yourself, what sort of year was that when you started that, by the way? Probably about five years ago. Right. So is it purely the content which has got you up there and the fact that logo is in your title? Or have you like purposely gone out to SEO it to the max? Like, Is there a, a thing okay. behind it which has got you really up there? Yeah, I think so. Um, simple things like... There's on-page factors, what's called on-page factors. So things like H1 title of the page, having a couple of H2 titles, um, having keywords within the content, making sure that you've got good metadata. 
Um, so metadata is, um, is invisible content on the page that um, Google can see. Um, so just doing things like that right and generally help, but a, a, big, a big part of it is backlinks. So um, I spent quite a lot of time just trying to put stuff out there to get links back. I've got to say as well, you've got to check out logogeek.co.uk because for a start, just beneath like your your own logo and stuff just yeah. in big bold letters it says i design logos and then beneath that big red button inquire now it's huge there's just no doubt about it i just love it it's like so many people uh freelancers we spend ages pouring over how to write that bit of copy how do we explain what we do and things like that and there it is three words i design <laughs> logos you know, I, I, that, a lot of thought actually went into that. I bet, but it was. <laughs> um, I hate fluff. I hate it when, you know, people are saying what they do and they just don't get to the point. But I, I, I try to create something that just says what it is. Yeah, because then essentially the rest of that page after that, what I've just said, is examples of your logos um it's only until you get right at the bottom that you get to um to you know to any of the other content yeah Yeah. so it really is you know portfolio heavy despite the fact that all your blog is on there it's a very visual product product and you don't really want to read that much stuff but the problem is you know in terms of optimizing it for google you need to put the content on there and and obviously you want to give people something to read about so i've tried to structure it so that i'm sort of at the top say what i'm doing giving them a call to action giving a few examples of um what i think is is my best work so far um and then obviously at the bottom there's a little bit of content if you want to read it um there's a feed for my uh twitter so that you can see that i'm active in the industry um i hope that just gives some credibility and then, yeah, I hope after that people just click inquire and uh, sort of crack on with things quite quickly. So what have you learned about what you're doing with social? I've, I've tried to really simplify what I've been doing with social media and just sticking with um, Twitter. I think what, one thing I really learned when I first started doing it, I sort of was selling myself as a business and... The, the growth was quite slow. But then um, what I started doing is changing it so it's a bit more personal. So I was trying to change it so I was seen as an individual, not a company. And I, I found that was one thing that um, made a difference. And I, I totally get it because, I mean, myself, I, I don't really like following companies, mm. but I follow individuals because, I mean, at the end of the day, it's quite a personal um, thing to read what people are writing. Um, I found um, if you if you want growth, you need to keep posting. Right? Uh, for two years solid, I've posted at least once a day. Uh, I tried to post twice a day. I found that just keeps you up in the top for uh, you know the industry keywords. And I mean that that's been one thing that's been really important for continual growth that's interesting though because twice a day doesn't actually sound that much in terms of of twitter no, and like, I, mean, I think we, even the basic buffer is 
uh, you said you use buffer is like four. So yeah, I mean, you could you could post there's different ways of doing it, but I've I've found that you don't really need to post that much. Um, I if if anything, uh, when when I've had the situation when I posted more, it's kind of had a fallback, you know, because when when I search anything with logos, when on the days when I'm posting more content, it feels like I'm less visible. It's always like um, Twitter sees you as being spammy. Oh, right. So um, I, I, I don't think it's good to post too much. And, I mean, I, I don't see the point because, I mean, if you think about it, I've, I've created a very niche um, a niche group. So I, I only post stuff about logos. I on on that group, I don't post anything um, personal unless it's relevant. So everything I'm posting is relevant. Um, so I'm posting just in the morning and in the afternoon. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about the type of person that's going to be looking at it. I'm basically targeting me. Um, so I would look at it in the morning and I look at it when I get home. And I'm trying to I'm trying to share value valuable resources like the best stuff I can find so rather than post it continuously throughout the day I'm just posting it at convenient times I'm sure I could do more and and get more from it but at the moment with just posting twice a day it's been um it's been successful for me um like each time I post I'm I'm getting uh at least 20 likes and retweets per post um, sometimes um, a lot more. Like there was one two days ago, it had like 120 retweets. Which wow, as uh, mental. I mean, what I do with my social media is I've I've spent time finding places where I can find things to post. So sometimes I write my own things and post them, but that's probably once a month maximum. The rest of the time, it's stuff that I'm finding online that's relevant. So. Um, guides, blogs, different bits and pieces. There, there's loads of content out there that's relevant. Um, it's taken time to sort of find these different places. Um, but once you sort of know where to look, I can find these things quite quickly and share them. Um, I try to keep it so it's, it's interesting, um, relevant stuff. I know that people will like reading. By doing that, people are liking retweeting, and, and of course, the numbers are growing through that. Yeah, yeah. So that whole curating of a other people's yeah, curating, yeah, emphasizes that you have a passion for what you're talking about. Absolutely. So yeah. when clients look at it, um, I mean, I'm targeting people like me with with social media. I'm not trying to get um, work. I'm not trying to get inquiries through social media. It's what what I found is it's it's really good at just as a way of making clients see that you're active in the community, mm. that you know what you're talking about. So when they do find you, they can see, oh, wow, you know, they're, they're, they really know their stuff. They're, uh, you know, someone really authoritative in the industry. Um, and, that, and that's why I found it to be really valuable. So all of that nearly 50,000 followers, there's not been a single ad you've run on, on Twitter not directly in in today's world with social media i don't think you need to advertise in the traditional sense i think soft sell um 
is kind of the way forward. Oh, so sorry. Just, sorry, I meant more though. Actually, paying Twitter to promote pay, no, your tweet no, because no. because that's what you found with Facebook, for example. You were creating stuff, but it's not even seen by your followers, and that's because Facebook want you to pay them. Facebook Similar with Twitter. Twitter. No, I haven't needed to do any of that. Um, one thing that I'm doing um, to to grow followers is um, I'm using a technique which I've played around with for a while. But what's what's really cool with um, is that you can easily find people that will most likely follow you back. So you can see what people are posting. You can see what people are talking about. Um, you can see the followers of other people. Um, so I've basically, I follow a certain number of people a day that I know are most likely following my group back. So, um, I mean, I kind of done two things. I created a group that I would follow. Um, so it's got a good image. It's got, um, got lots of good relevant posts. Um, you know, it's, it's pretty much a, a group that you would want to follow if you was interested in logos. Um, and then there's the other side of it, trying to get people to follow me back. Um, and, and I, I found pretty much from day one, probably 25% of those people follow back. Hmm. Um, man, I could, I could uh, ch- <laughs> chat about that a lot more. You've grown all of this and all, you know, I'm conscious of the fact that obviously you've, you've got a demanding full-time job. You're doing this. Yeah. And even though you're limiting the actual projects you take on, it sounds like maintaining that brand in itself, of course, is work, no matter how much you might schedule or whatever. Yeah. So have you got like, I presume you've got like a work-life balance kind of sorted out yeah. because you've created it for yourself. With social media, I've, I've kind of made that routine. Um, so in the mornings I'm getting the train. Um, I, I don't spend hours on it because I use buffer. I can find things and just chuck them on there. You know, it doesn't take long to find something to post about. Um, there are days when my buffers run out, which can be a little bit frustrating, but finding something else and posting on there, that doesn't take much time. I should, I should, I should just briefly explain if people don't know buffer. And I know there's other things which kind of do this is the fact that what's great about it is if, as you're surfing the, the, the web as you're reading different blogs or whatever, if you find a bit of content that you like, you just hit on your iPhone or whatever to add it to your buffer right and then that yeah. means that it's in your queue for you to post out and you can go to your queue you can you know edit the way it's written and things like that later on if you want to but ultimately you're you're just adding stuff that you like as you like it and then later on it will get posted out and that could be yeah. two weeks later however you set it up i think what's really great about buffer as well is that you can have it on your phone so you don't need to have to get out a computer Wherever you've got your phone with you, you can just quickly find something, do a quick Google search or whatever, find something you want to share about, open up Buffer, write a quick post, um, and then add it to your queue. Um, so wherever you might have 10 minutes spare, for me it's standing waiting for a train or on the train. Um, I can just um, find something to share, post it on there. So, I mean, it, you can really fit it around um, a hectic life. It doesn't take up any time um, that that you would want to use for anything useful anyway. Um, So, I mean, that I've made part of my routine. Mm -hmm. Um, In terms of having a work-life balance, I'm I'm really careful about how many projects I take on. 
Um, I, I have had the situation in the past when I, I took on, I think, three projects in one go, and um, I thought they would be quick, um, but it didn't work out that way. And um, yeah, I, I felt like I was going to burn, burn out. You know, going, going to work, coming home, and, and carrying on um, is it's not fun. Um, so I, I make sure now to only ever take on one project at a time. Um, and I mean, I, I do have inquiries coming in. So sometimes I can sit down for an evening and just reply to emails. But um, a lot of those emails, I've wrote template emails so I can copy paste. Um, so it speeds up that flow as well. Um, but I, I make sure to spend time uh, with, with my partner um, I make sure to spend time watching films or whatever. Um, I, I in, in between each project, I make sure to take a break. I, I mean, I, I just literally take them on when I feel like doing them um, rather than uh, needing the money. So because I've got a full-time job, I don't need the money. So um, I take them on when I want to, um, and, and that allows me to be completely in control of my uh my life <laughs> what would you say um, briefly would be the key things to somebody looking at growing their personal brand i would say you need to really work out what you want who you want to be what you want to be represented for um i would try to keep it niche if you can imagine so many people are out there doing this um, it can be really daunting at first because I would say that there's millions and millions of people doing this type of thing and, and trying. So you need to pick an, a, a niche topic. Um, don't worry if there's other people already doing it. As long as you know sort of what you want to do um, and and focus on that, pick that and, and sort of stick with it and, and go with that. Um, in terms of sort of posting blogging, um, tweeting, sharing, and so on. Um, you need to keep doing it. Right? I've, I've known people, and I've seen so many people start things. They'll do it for, t- say, two months, and then they sort of give up. And it's like, oh, it doesn't work like that. It's, it's going to take quite a long time to, to grow something up. It doesn't happen overnight. Uh, I've, I've been running my social media for over two years now, and it's only sort of now or in the last sort of three or four months that I feel like it's working. Um, I'm, I, I get invited to, um, you know, write blogs and stuff like that. Um, and it, it's taken a long time to get to that point where I'm sort of seen as an authority in that thing. So, yeah, just don't, don't give up. Just keep at it. Keep doing it. Sound advice. It's good. Yeah, that whole patience and consistency yeah um, i think patience yeah. and consistency yeah. is um definitely a big thing you just need to keep keep doing it um i think one thing with social media where i see some people um go completely wrong is uh they sort of create a group that say for, for the sake of it logos in this in my case but they'll start talking about other stuff and I mean, the whole point, the whole reason why someone would follow someone called Logo Geek is because they want logo-related um, content. I mean, I, I think the occasional, the occasional thing is fine, 
and then so that people can get to know you. And I, if I'm honest, I think that's quite important so people do get to know you over time. But, I mean, the whole point of people following me is because they want logo-related stuff, so I, that's what I give people. Um, don't talk about other stuff because, you know, it's just, it's just creating noise. Um, people are following you for that thing mm. that you're going for, not because they want to know, you know, that you're taking your dog for a walk or seeing what you've done for dinner. That's what a lot of people do, and um, I, I just don't see the value in it. What did you have for dinner? <laughs> I had pasta. I did something very quick. Oh. <laughs> <Fine>. <laughs> now, I hope that wasn't one of your facts, because I'd like uh, three facts from you, uh, two true, one a lie. Let me figure out the lie. So, um, first of all, one of my logos is in a movie. Um, a warehouse job got me where I am now. And last of all, one of the first things I ever needed to work on um, in my first creative job was to illustrate pictures of naked pregnant lady leg down with her legs open. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Wow. I think that one would make you laugh. (laughs) So... I mean, I'm I'm almost hoping for the psychiatrists uh, uh, out there, but that one is true. <laughs> what movie was your logo in? Okay, it was in a science fiction film, and there's a small part in the film where um, there is a, a screen in the background, and it's got um, like a, a website. It's got like logo on that one. Do you actually need to know what film it is? Oh well, go on. Oh, this is where I suck, because <laughs> I need to know the film. <laughs> I just I ruined it. Ah! <laughs> so, yeah, logo in a movie. Do you know it can happen? Yeah, I wish. Uh, if there's um, one thing you could tell your younger self about being freelance, what would it be? Okay, um, I think this is quite a big thing. Not to be naive, um, because in, in my day job, um, they have the occasional customer that um, is hard work and um, they complain and they just make everything difficult. And I, I kind of vowed myself, I'm not going to make that happen. I'm going to be really clever about clients that I pick and the people I work for. But I've I've had my fair share of, um, you know, picky customers, you know, people that are hard to deal with. Um I, I, I had one client, thankfully it's only been one that's been um, really difficult, but sort of complaining on New Year's Eve at quarter to 12 and all of done by a certain time. And it's like, never agreed any of that. Um, so yeah, it's just not to be naive. Um, things will go wrong at some point, so you just need to make sure to have um, like contracts and stuff in place to sort of protect yourself. That would be the one thing. Ian, thank you so much. Logo Geek. It's logogeek.co.uk. And what are you on Twitter? Uh, It's at 
logo underscore geek but if you search logo geek you'll find me excellent we'll put links of course uh to everything we've been chatting about online go take a look beingfreelance.com listen to other guests as well tell other three freelancers about it leave a review on itunes go on be a love uh it helps um make make, make it it's it's, a, it's like itunes seo basically uh if That's people true. do that so it really does make a difference yeah in the meantime uh, thanks so much and best of luck being freelance Thank you. appreciate it